And welcome back to the Murdy Creative Co. Podcast. I'm your host, Colin Murdy, and today's topic is Wix versus Shopify. But first, I want to say thank you to everyone who supported the company so far. If you haven't got a chance, go check us out on the web at murdycreative.co. That's M-U-R-D-Y creative.co. Or you can check us out on Facebook and Instagram by searching at murdycreative.co to see the best of our product shots. Follow us to keep up to date with our daily photos and be the first one to know about new product launches. You can also use the subscribe button at the bottom of our website to be included in all of our new product announcements. Be sure to check out our laser engraving personalization options and exclusive colors on the website or you get a blank one on Amazon Prime. All right, well, first and foremost, I don't know if I look any tanner or any different at all, but uh, after a week in the Florida Keys, I will say it was hard to come back. That is a great place, and it is hard to return to the gray and stormy Wisconsin weather that we have in May. That being said, <clears throat> I'm glad to be back. I had a great time over the, over the trip. I had a lot of opportunities to really sit and think, which I realize is not as, much, is, is not as common in my day-to-day that I, was, I would like it to be. Honestly speaking, thinking and having time that's scheduled specifically to do bigger picture contemplation is actually really critical in this whole process of running a business. And I don't do it nearly enough. I do a lot of, you know, kind of short little like, oh, I got to solve this problem right now, or I've got to deal with this thing that came up. Like, that's different, though. That's not genuine, like, big picture. What do I want this company to look like? What do I want this company to be? How are we, how are we expanding on that? How are we executing that long term, right? But I got to do a lot of that on this trip. And I came back with some renewed vigor on building out the Shopify store, which, if I am honest with everyone, um, has made very little progress other than saying I want to do it. So I realized on this trip that part of what needed to happen, part of I I needed to do with Shopify was realize that this was going to be an opportunity to rebrand as well. Not majorly, not totally, but there were some elements of branding that, as the company has evolved, as the company has taken on more of its own persona, there are things that I think visually and, and uh, I mean, technically from a branding standpoint, need to shift. One of those is when I started the company, uh, originally, I was going with this very modern kind of, uh, uh, how do I describe it? It was a very clean look. That was my, my idea. And it was going to be this very clean, very cool uh, font, which I used, which was uh, um, Avenir Next. I think that's how it's said, or Avenir. Um, and it's a good font. Like, don't get me wrong. It's a beautiful font. It's got a lot of great font families. The one thing I learned in school when I was working with um, uh, some design principles is that when you pick a font for a company, you actually want a font that's got a lot of different options within the same font family, mostly because you're going to have to put that font in a lot of different places, in headings, subheadings, regular text, call-out text, bold, italics. You want a lot of different variations on that same font so you have the ability to create visually cohesive but also visually dynamic pieces of, of work. So I knew I wanted to, to, you know, originally when I picked out, I knew I wanted a font that was going to have a lot of font options. And Avenir was, I thought, one that looked beautiful. It was very clean. It would look very sharp on a website. And it would be, it had a lot of options. And frankly, for, at, for, for me at that point, that was like the right choice. But now I look back at what was done then. And I look back at how the company has evolved and I realize that that's not really the right look, right? That's not really the story that I want the brand to tell when people first come in contact with it. And so I kind of went hunting for a new font and I found one that I really like. Um, and it's a more traditional serif font. So it's, for those of you who don't know really much about fonts, it's more like Times New Roman. It is not Times New Roman, don't get me wrong, but it's more along that same style 
um, kind of like Bookman Old Style, which is one that we offer for people who want, you know, font engravings. It, it's got a more traditional look. And I think that that's going to be a, a key difference because that'll also allow for people to get a sense that it, what we're going for here is something that's a classic thing, an iconic thing. And people, I think, automatically assume those kinds of fonts. They, they just instinctively add, you know, attribute that kind of class and, and um, level of value of that kind of thing specifically uh, with fonts like that. So uh, well, picking out that new font was, I mean, it may seem like a small thing, but it actually was for me a big thing because it really helped me, ener you know, it energized me to say, okay, look, we're not going to just use this as an opportunity to rebuild the same website with the same look and the same design and everything on, our, on the new platform. That's, that, that would be a wasted opportunity. We're going to use this opportunity to transition the branding into something that'd be more appropriate, not only of an organization of the current size, but of an organization that's much larger than what we are. Uh, I read back and I looked at some of our branding colors. We're going to keep our blue. I love that blue. It's a very, very awesome you know, choice for a blue. It's very strong. However, I actually created some additional um, grays that we're going to use and some whites that help kind of provide some more variance in the website. So now with this new font, this new color scheme, uh, and a little bit better sense of how I wanted to just shift the design of the website to something new, I ended up kind of, I guess, diving more into Shopify in a much more intense way. I found a theme that I liked and one that I think was the most customizable of all of the themes I've worked with. It has the most, um, the most variability in its capabilities. On top of that, it also actually has some features and functionality that I really like, specifically and explicitly the way it renders certain things. So one of the things I've really discovered is that there is very serious differences between Wix and Shopify. The way I would describe it is Wix is more like a canvas and you've got a series of 100, 200 pieces, you know, paint palettes that you can work with, right? And you can paint whatever you want within those 200 palettes on the canvas. It's very, design-wise, it's very, very controllable. You can position things anywhere you want. You can change any color, any font, any shape, any design. You just have total control, which means you can really build out a cool website. There are some issues with that, is that the website itself also technically um, doesn't always run as smoothly as it might because it's not working within a frame, right? So, for example, if you're working with something that has a frame or is, is not, you know, is more limited, I should say, in what it can do design-wise, it's easier to, for the computer to render it because it doesn't have to do much thinking. Now, one of the advantages of Wix as well is not only do you have the, the kind of that design customization, but, and this is a pro and a con, a lot of the applications that are built into Wix are Wix built. Now, the advantage of that is that they means that they all integrate right out of the box, pretty much perfectly, seamlessly, and they all kind of come with the package as a whole. One of the disadvantages of that, though, is that if they're not very good, you don't really have another alternative. You can't go find a third party. Now, that doesn't mean that Wix doesn't have third party providers that have apps on their app store. Absolutely, they do. And oftentimes, they work very well or reasonably well. But... That's not really how Wix was set up initially. Wix was never really set up to be uh, more like a platform. It was, it's kind of evolved into that now, but it was definitely designed as a blog originally, not as much e-commerce. That and the fact that most stores that are, have third-party plugins, the plugin developers are designed around Shopify for the most part, and they only usually do Wix after the fact. I haven't met a single developer that makes third-party plugins for websites that develops for Wix first. So. You've got limitations in that world. I also think that there are some scaling challenges with Wix. 
we've struggled with them. But, I mean, some of these things are things that they're working on as well, right? They just introduced some new features and functionality that I really like. Wix, you can have up to a thousand variations. On uh, Shopify, you can't. And you can only have a hundred variations on your product. And you can use third-party plugins, but the way those third-party plugins work is when someone selects um, a different variant, right? One that's not the base base model. Those variants and their upcharges are a different line item on the ticket, like on the order checkout. So you've got the main product for X price, and then you've got the upgrades the customer chose for Y's, Y price. And I don't know psychologically if that will actually help things, because perhaps a customer, when they're staring at their final total, will realize that's what they're paying for their upgrades, and that's what they're paying for the base product. And it's not like the product they're buying is that price, it's that they got extra. I don't know if that'll help or if it's going to be one of those things where people will see how much they spent on extra things and they'll be like, I didn't intend to do that, right? I don't know exactly how it'll play out, but that's a limitation right now in Shopify that you have a thousand variants in Wix and the way it looks on the ticket is the final thing, right? It looks like it's one list and it's got all the, the variations built in. On top of that, I think there's a fundamental difference in Shopify and Wix in their philosophical mindsets. And as someone who's developing and designing a website, it's, it's been an issue for me to kind of change my frame of reference because it's not like painting a painting like you can on Wix. On Shopify, it's more like a framework. It's more like Legos, right? So you have a lot of, of third-party plugins. You've got a lot of cross-platformal, cross-relational tools that all work together well. I fundamentally, I don't understand exactly how Shopify is built, but if I had to guess, I think it's because there are X thousand data points and each app functionally can manipulate those data points however it needs to, but it can't change the data point number, right? Like it, it's, that's the data points. So it's like building with Legos, right? An app can take a Lego and do everything it wants to the Lego, but when it comes back, it's got to go fit back in the same way that Legos fit in, right? Now, it really is a difference between something that's more like an open source kind of canvas versus a framework. And I have to design my head, I have to design in my head the framework that I want the website to build, be built off of. Finding a good theme is critical, but then also finding third-party plugins that all play together nicely is very critical. And right now I am realizing how complicated our company has gotten. I did not realize we had gotten so complicated and we had such a vast suite of tools and reporting tools and aspects of our business that are all intertwined with each other and having to rebuild the company on Shopify has actually been a really eye-opening opportunity for me to go wow we are way more complicated than I had originally intended and that's good right you know you want growth and complexity is a side effect of growth when people talk about why does why can a, a single person making stitching a leather I don't know wallet and selling it on Etsy, and they do it as a hobby on the weekends. Like, why, why can they sell it for so much cheaper despite the fact that it may have more labor? And the answer is because their organization is incredibly simple, and it requires very little organizational structure, and it requires very little, um, you know, tools to, comp, you know, to computate things and to work on co coordinating and op optimizing things. And that's really good for them, and it's great that they can sell that quality for that price, but they can't scale that. And when they do scale that, which is kind of what we've done, and invariably it gets more complicated, then they need to have those systems in place. So in the process of us changing over to platforms, I've had to try to rebuild in my mind and in reality 
how we organize our reporting, data tracking, marketing, and logistics structures so that they can all work together on this new platform. I do fundamentally believe that on Shopify, when it's all finished, when it's all said and done, it will be a more robust and more scalable operation. I think that fundamentally the way that Shopify is built is built to scale well. However, getting there is going to be an uphill climb, and I'm realizing that now. The early wireframes of the website, I've put together some early wireframes, I've got some um, uh, photos in place, I've got some of the, the menu layouts, things like that are coming along, and, and I can tell already that, they, that the website's going to look a lot better and run a lot smoother, and it will be much easier to navigate. Because one of the last components of this I'm going to talk about is how when you've got a company that starts off making one product, the slim cut binder in Espresso, that's all you make. It's very easy to build a website around one product. But as the company has grown, we've added more and more and more product lines on. But we didn't really change the way the website was built and laid out. And so what ended up happening is you kind of get this thing where it, it feels like new items, new, you know, new uh, product lines are tacked on to the current existing structure. And it can get difficult to navigate. It can get confusing for users who've never been to the site or people who have been to the site to find things that they're looking for. So the new website, building it from the ground up, I think is going to be really good for us because it's allowed me to reformulate how I want to structure the navigation of the website as well as the menu layouts so that people can very quickly, very easily, and very intuitively know exactly where they need to go to get to what they're looking for. And I think it'll be good. I really do. All right, guys, thanks for tuning in today. Be sure to check back in Thursday for our next topic. And don't forget to check that subscribe button below as well as the notification bell to get notified right away when we launch new podcasts. Uh, if you've got any questions or concerns about your leather binder, journal, folio, accessory, anything we sell, uh, feel free to contact us on the main page of our website at murdycreative.co or you can contact us via Instagram and Facebook. You can text, email, call, direct message, all the usuals. I'll do my best to get back to you as soon as possible, but I do appreciate your patience. If you've got a quick question, something that's like, I need to change my address or I need to change my engraving, something like that, feel free to give us a phone call, 414-434-9001. Uh, you can call or text that number from 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. Central Time. We'll do our best to answer you if it's during those hours. If it's after those hours or you don't get a hold of us when you call, uh, feel free to leave us a voicemail. We'll do our best to get answer back to you as soon as possible. That's 414-434-9001. You can call or text that number. If you think I deserve it, a good review can go a long way to help us grow our new community. Both a review on whatever podcast app you're listening on or a nice review on YouTube if you want to leave something nice in the comments, as well as a review on the product itself. If you go to murdycreative.co slash review, you can read all of our amazing reviews. They're all right there. It's wonderful to read them. Um, and then there's two buttons. The first button is leave a good review. That'll take you to facebook.com slash murdycreative.co slash reviews. And you can write us an amazing review there. You can also read them there. We like to use it at Facebook because it's a good third-party provider that uh, helps ensure that we're not just making them up. However, if you have a review and you don't have a Facebook for us, uh, definitely send us an email with the review. It's definitely something we'll read, we'll put on the wall, and uh, if we ever change our system, we'll be sure to include it. There's another button on that website that says leave a bad review or reach out to us. If you're going to leave a bad review for any reason, please give us an opportunity to make it right. I really do stand by our product. It's really important for me that every customer, whether we end up, you know, whether you end up buying something for us or not, or whether you buy something and you return it, no matter what the case is, it's important for me that they have a good relate, that we have a good um, experience. So reach out to us. Give us an opportunity. We'll make it right. We'll do what it takes. I promise. So please do that. Give us that opportunity. Give us that courtesy. 
and we will take care of you. Uh, if you really want to help us grow a new community, word of mouth is the best form of advertising. It has always been and always will be. Uh, so if you want to tell your friends and family and get a little something for it, go to our website, click login at the top. Uh, once you log in, all it is is your email and password. That's all you need to do. It'll create a little tab at the bottom that says rewards. When you click on that rewards tab, what you can then do is you get 5% back on any purchase you make in-store as in-store credits. So you can check out your reward points there. However, there's also a shareable link at the bottom of that. If you click share, they'll give you a link that if you can share with your friends and family, they get $5 off their first purchase and you get $5 of in-store credit when they make that purchase. So it's a great way to share the company and get a little something for that. Uh, if you have any podcast topics you want to hear more about, send them my way. I am always happy to talk about anything I can, uh, and I'm always looking for topics. So feel free to leave it in the comments below on YouTube if you're listening there, or send us an email, sales at birdiecreative.co, and we'll do our best to talk about them if I can. If you're looking for multiple binders, journals, folios, accessories, anything we sell, uh, for giveaways, menus, really any reason, ask about our book discounts. We have a minimum order quantity for our book discounts of five. That's five of one thing or one of five things. It's just based off the total cart quantity. So you can mix and match to your heart's desire. As well as if you would like to get a bulk discount, um, you can reach out to us, sales at murdycreative.co. You can send us an email there uh, with the quantity you're looking to buy and we can get you that code that you need. However, if you're looking for a custom order, something with custom engraving, I should say, we have no minimums for that. No minimums, no setup fee. It's a flat fee, normally about $15 can be a little bit more expensive if it's a full page engraving or if it's really super complicated um, and it's really large. It can get a little more expensive, but normally it's $15. There are no minimums, no setup fees. It's a flat fee per item and it's pre-bulk discount. So if you end up getting a you know large quantity of custom engraved items, it can be a lot less than that $15. Feel free to send us an email if you're interested in a custom engraving, sales at murdycreative.co or you can go to the custom slash bulk tab at the very top of our page. If you're listening to this in the future, on our new website, which will be on Shopify, uh, and you're looking at there and you're not, there's not a custom bulk tab at the top of the menu. Go to click, hover over the specialty um, menu item. That'll be at the top of the dropdown. So check it out there if you're listening to this in the future and that website is up. Thank you so much for tuning in. Have a great day and goodbye.